0: Hello, and welcome to Real Talk Episode 6. This is Oliver from Indie Rock Bakery. Uh, this is Jeremy from uh, com. And we've got a great show for you this evening. We've gone to great lengths to bring it to you. I, I should mention uh, that I personally am sick. I have a sore throat, uh, so I apologize for my vocal performance in advance.
1: Uh, yeah, not to mention um, one of our other troubles is these microphones that we're using, Uh They are from Radio Shack.
0: That's right. Our microphone hookup is uh, no longer hooking us up. It's true. So we had to, uh, you know, we had to take matters into our own hands, take a little trip down to the local Radio Shack, and we got some headset mics, and now we look like, uh, you know, like high school motivational speakers.
1: Uh, Or like a jazzercise class, like someone doing one of those. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Basically anyone in a position where they have to be able to dance. Right. Our hands are free. That's true. The hands are free. So we can gesture wildly, which is great for a podcast. It really is.
0: All right. Well, I guess we should get to the actual show. Uh, we're going to start. I would like to introduce a new segment, which I'm going to call Blowing Up Your Spot. Okay. All right. And I'd like to talk about your crazy backwards house, Jeremy. Now, for those of you who haven't had the pleasure of visiting Bowdyville, that's Jeremy's home, uh, I highly recommend it. It's a it's a lovely place here on the uh, you know the edge of Silver Lake and Echo Park on a nice uh, sunny street. And the thing is, when you walk around this house, uh, you notice something is just not quite right. And like, if you try to go to the bathroom and you turn the knob, you might think it's locks for a second, um, but it's actually just because the the doorknob turns the wrong way for you to actually get into the bathroom. That's true. Uh, and this is like not just one bathroom; it's like all the bathrooms, and some of the other rooms, some of the bedrooms too. Yeah, we have, al- we
1: have doorknob issues,
0: <laughs> and then also it goes beyond doorknob issues because when you actually get into the bathroom, for example, you go to flip on the light switch, and like the the switch, the up, it's up instead of down, or down instead of up. Like the the switch is like
1: upside down; it's backwards. It's true. But it's like I expect to see furniture on the ceiling. I know. I know. You're kind of blowing up my spot who, right now. Who, I mean, what crazy person built this house? I, I will say this. Um, when we first moved in, we had a guy, our handyman, quote-unquote, was going to fix everything. Uh-huh. And he was like a Bill Cosby character. And since he was like an old black man who was like felt it was his responsibility to dispense something but wisdom. Uh-huh. But I feel he was more a friend of the uh, landlord's family, more than a like, skilled craftsman sure. of any sort. And uh, as you can see, doorknobs backwards all over the house. Light, yeah. switches, Light switches, dogs and cats living together, hounds. <laughs> hounds, it's just too <laughs> much. It's complete chaos. It really is. Um, but, you know, it's, it's home. It is home.
0: All right. Um, well, I just wanted to get that out of the way.
1: Well, I thought everyone should know about
0: your crazy backwards house.
1: I appreciate being put on blast, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Um, Well, now that we're done, uh, blowing got my spot. um, I would like to talk to you about a little East L.A. trip.
0: Oh, that's right. We did a real talk uh, field trip out to East L.A., the true
2: East Side.
0: That's true. (laughs) A Lot of people are always complaining, Silver Lake Echo Park, uh, you know, this is not the true East Side. If east- it's not
1: east of the LA River mm, uh, then well, it's not the East Side. Fine, fine. But I you know, I e having been recently East LA recently and uh, enjoying you know fine food, I still will claim east side, even though you, I mean in the grand scheme of things, I'm a white devil gentrifier, but uh I still like saying it.
0: Yeah, I mean it is convenient. We're just talking about the east side of you know Central Los Angeles. Of Central Los Angeles. yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, we went to a little field trip, and, uh, you know, luckily we brought our recording equipment, so we'd like to run that clip for you now. Real talk, we're doing a little field trip on location here. Uh, we're out in East L.A. by the Five Points. We're at Cesar Chavez in Indiana. We're standing outside a, a truck called Semitas Tepeaca. They sell Semitas Poblanas. These are kind of like tortas, I guess. So we're going to check it out. We're going to see what's good. Yeah, oh, this truck's got neon signs. I love it.
1: Oh, hey, what's up, um, can I get, um, a <clears throat> hey, uh, milanesa, uh, and tacos, uh, two pastor two asada?
0: Con chile cebollito? Yes, con todo. Hola,
1: uh,
0: un semita de, uh, barbacoa? Una de barbacoa. Con todo. Y, uh, a squirt?
1: Ah, squirt, a bitch.
0: All right, so taco time. Got uh, the you know the standard two asada, two pastor. The test. Get into one of these asada tacos
1: and jump into this pastor.
0: Good. Oh wow. It sounds like the um, pastor is
1: good. The pastor is good. Maddie's in uh, this truck had a pastor off. I think it'd be a close call. Really? Wow. These claims to make a bulb
0: mm, the, the carne asada is definitely good
1: we yeah, jump into this asada con verde.
0: Yeah, I'm going to try this pastor.
1: This is very good. Some good pasto. Well, I enjoy their asada as well. You know, a little wine yeah. with a verde—it's a different move. Right. This is this is probably the only truck that I've been to that I would put in the same class as El Matador Taco West. I think I would tend to agree. I get Ali's
0: up first with the barbacoa. Received. It's uh, a delicious looking samita. So it's on like some kind of eggy, uh, I guess it's egg bread. It's a seeded roll. It's got some white cheese, I think it's like piscio. Uh, Barbecue, which is some sort of like barbecued meat. Uh, it's got some nice looking ripe avocado. Uh, this green herb, which I don't remember what it's called cilantro? It's not cilantro, it's something else. Here we go.
1: So far, so good. Looks like it's got a lot of ingredients.
0: There is a lot going on. Uh, it's interesting. The carrots are interesting. <clears throat> I will say it's a little, I think it's missing some spice. I don't know if, uh, you know, there's usually some salsa Roja in here and we just didn't get it because he thinks that we're pussies. <laughs> blend. I mean, the, the flavors are good, but it's missing a little kick in the, you know, in the pans. I'm going to try it. I will try it. Yes!
1: Oh yeah, I like a dry pulled pork. <clears throat> Excuse me, if you heard a previous episode, I forgot which one I was on. But I mentioned, uh, <clears throat> so you're with, uh, you're with the side project, and uh, you're looking to impress. We'll chip to Maddie's, Way to go. There, you don't have to order in Spanish. Here you do. Uh, Those a must. But luckily, I have been to more than a few trucks in my time, and I'm able to pull the... What's it called? Uh, I listen, I understand, but I do not speak. Yes. You need at least... Truck grade, I mean, a truck grade command of the language, or maybe yeah. uh, one year of high school.
0: One if you're like fresh out of. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, if you're fresh
0: out. yeah So Jeremy has just received his semita, and you got the milanese, which is like a breaded uh, cutlet of meats.
1: I'm going to be with you on the spice factor. Um, a little roja would do this, do me good. All right, I'm going to, Jeremy has
0: just offered me a bite. I'm going to try this <clears throat> milanese. It's mm. mm. not hotly. It's pretty solid. Uh, the milanese, it's, it's tasty. It's color.
1: Mm. I think I prefer the tang of a barbacoa.
0: Mm. Now, how would you stack this up against a, say, uh, say, an El or torta I'm, I, I have to go Torta wise Yeah, I got to go El all right, so let's do the real talk wrap up. We just had a couple of sumitas and some tacos, and uh, I feel like it's a lot of food for a pretty good price. Um, How does it stack up to our
1: favorite truck, you know, El Matador? They're in the same class. I mean, you know, I think these guys uh, went to school together. El uh, Maddie's maybe valedictorian, but uh, <laughs> I mean, this truck's definitely Summa cum laude, you know?
0: Yeah, they're, they're definitely up there. Um, you know, I th- I think the. Uh, the tacos were kind of where it's at. I mean, I think I put El Matador's torta above the cemitas. I mean, maybe cemitas just aren't our yeah. thing. Don't get me wrong; it was good.
1: It was. Good. Um, it was good. It was,
0: good. It was <laughs> good. But like I said, lacking a certain spice element or just something well, lacking a little something.
1: its not—it's not, it's not dry. Like individually, it's not dry. It's just when eating I mean, as Americans, eating anything between two pieces of bread, you know, we've usually got our mustard, or mayo. Like you know, you have you're used to that something. Yeah. The torta kind of delivers. Um, the cemita I feel, is. is uh, Probably
0: less, less gringo than the torta. You might be right. Uh, and, you know, I mean, here we are. You know, a lot of people, you know, make a big deal about where is the east side. I mean, we are firmly in the east side. I mean, oh, we're true. in East L.A. right now. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, we'll tell you this. You know, for those of you who haven't been out this far, you know, on your, on your taco travels, don't be afraid. No. Because you know? no, no, it's be a really, it's a fucking pleasant evening. The people are nice. You might need to step up your, uh, you know, your Spanish ordering game a
1: little bit. Well, but it's um, great, it's great. I mean, they were delighted by my fumbling and my bumbling
0: of the language. All right, well, uh, I guess we're going to be out then, but, uh, I mean, we'll probably be checking out another truck soon, you know, east side, west side. Well, probably east side. So, real talk out. Real talk out. All right, so that was that. I think that was a good time, had by all.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, not that far. No, love, no, no, love really? over Just that, a... Uh, with a bridge? A few
0: minutes from downtown. Yeah, great. Right, you know, Sixth Street Bridge. It's Any, the any of the bridge. bridges, actually. Sixth Street Bridge is like crumbling. Did you know that?
1: I, well, yeah, I did because there's construction everywhere on it. It's like down to one lane on both sides, and it's really confusing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to. Uh, I don't know if that's the Sixth Street one you're talking about. I don't know. Anyway, one uh, of the Yeah, they're going to have to like replace it because it's like rotting from the inside. It's unfortunate. It's not going to be like cool and like old school either. you know, do some other bullshit. So at some point, we might not. We might, you know, know, it was them, but.
1: <laughs> not not today. Not today. Yeah. We're calling it now. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, look forward to more Real Talk field trips, you know, in the greater Los Angeles area. Soon. Oh, of course. And that's that. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. That's next topic. All right. For our next segment, we are going to have a little roundtable discussion. Now, Jeremy, I'm sure you've uh, had an experience like this. I think we all have. Where, say, you're at like a restaurant, coffee shop, a cafe or something, and you know, there's like a cute waitress or a barista or some kind of, you know, server person, and you're kind of wondering, like, is she actually giving me the vibe? Is she actually into me, or is she just like being nice because it's her job?
1: Yeah, I think I got a little bit of that uh, last night over at uh, Prado, actually.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: All right, well, you're in luck
0: because today we have assembled a panel. We have uh, here via phone, we have Jenny and Adam, both of whom have uh, experience in the service industry. Hey, guys. Jenny? Hi. And Adam, are you there, too? Yeah, I'm here. Uh,
1: So I guess the main question is uh, not so much um, what to do, but how to go about it, considering there is somewhat of a a social contract. You know, like the, the person that's waiting on you uh, there's, you know what to do. You, uh, are polite. You ask for things. They're polite and they give you things. You exchange money. It's over. Um, uh, I guess the first question would be, um, Jenny, when you, as, as a waitress, um, or a server, excuse me, uh, what's, what are the right ways? Like what, what are things that you will respond to and what are things that just immediately turn you off and this guy's a jerk? Well,
2: it's kind of hard to, it's kind of, uh Automatic. Sometimes you might just be perceived as a jerk, regardless, just because of preconceptions by servers. Um, but I would say personally, um, I mean, if you're wasted, you're going to come off as being a jerk because most of the time, you know, like servers and bartenders don't really get to drink on the job, so they're completely sober, so you look like kind of a jackass. But Um, I would just say the only way to be safe about it is to just be very casual and charming if possible and kind of just make some sort of a, I don't know, humorous or just like acknowledge the situation that you're in and acknowledge that it can be, you know, um, construed as kind of awkward and then proceed to just maybe casually ask someone out. But most of the time I would say, people are kind of it's kind of a turn off just when you know somebody overdoes it or tries you know has some sort of line or is a little bit too complimentary um it can be perceived as creepy that way
0: yeah you definitely want to avoid the creep factor now adam i'm curious to get your perspective on this uh both as a male uh, because i imagine that you've been on both sides of the fence here
3: Sure. I mean, I think, um, you know, for a guy, as far as waiting and and bartending, it's almost completely different. Because if a girl is going to show interest in you, A, it's like, all right, you know, this is part of my uh, modus operandi or whatever. And if she's going to be hot, you're going to, you know, you're going to roll with it.
0: I was going to say, what about from uh, the other side of the bar? Like, have have you ever, uh, you know, crossed the line successfully? cross the line, like as a customer to a server or bartender or whatever?
3: I've successfully done it. The, the problem is having been on the other side, of uh, bartending or waiting that I know that like 90% of the time you're gonna perceive everyone as a jerk because you're gonna be so fried on people or meeting people or whatever, you're not gonna to wanna to talk to anyone. It's like as if you're like the MTA toll booth collector, you know, and have to deal with like the 95 like crazy people. And the five normal people who you deal with also get grouped as crazy because you've dealt with 95 crazy people.
0: Right, right. And yet you still have to keep up the, uh, you know, the, 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 appearance walls, of, the you know, good service and that sort of thing. Right. I mean,
3: yeah, totally. And so from the other side, it's a fine line of like, you know, you really have to be reading and reacting at the same time. It's kind of like playing quarterback, you know, you've got to really be making a lead as to what's going down.
1: You're saying the deck is stacked against us.
3: The deck is completely stacked against you. And I mean, you got to really, you got to be an expert. This is kind of an expert pull right there.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that I would say unless there's an initial attraction between the customer and the bartender or server... I would say, like, primarily you're going to get rejected just on the sheer basis that you're sitting at somebody's bar. But if there is, you know, that 10% chance or less possibly that, you, that you've already kind of sparked an interest in the girl, then I feel like you have a much better shot. But if there's no connection previous, then you're pretty much
0: screwed. Okay, now here's a question, maybe you can help us out with this, Jenny, is how how do you separate, like how can you tell what is just like good service, you know, being nice, and like the actual, you know, that rare occasion where, you know, like I think there might actually be something going on here beyond just, you know.
2: Well, it's really difficult because it's, it's you know, expected of you as serving somebody to represent, you know, your establishment and also to probably be trying to get as good of a tip as you can. So you want to be as friendly as possible. But I would say if you strike up some sort of conversation where, where the girl actually seems interested. And I mean, I've had experiences with clientele before, not necessarily that I was attracted to, but just that I really enjoyed talking to, which is kind of a rare thing. And, um, you know, we'll talk about something that we're both interested in. However, it comes up, and then it's kind of like becomes more very conversational, more friendly. Your guard is down. You kind of, you if you can tell if the server's guard is down, and if she's talking to you like you feel like you're talking to one of your friends, I would say that that's a pretty good sign.
0: So you're talking about actually relating to the person, like as a as a human being.
2: Yeah. Not. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean,
0: that's interesting. It's just,
2: Otherwise, you know, it's hard to tell if she's flirting with you because she's attracted to you or because she's just doing her job. See,
3: this is why this is such a complex move. The only other harder move than this is like the yoga class move. That's the most complex move to ever pull off.
2: Well, yeah, it's tough because people go to yoga and they just want to do their thing. And same with, like, being a server. You just want to get the night over with. So it's really hard to take yourself out of that mentality and put yourself into a different, you know, mindset of, hey, maybe I actually am interested in talking to this person besides just doing my job.
3: It's like a two-nighter move. You need, like, it needs to be a regular spot. And you have to, like, set it up. It's like a yeah. act structure. You have to set it up, yeah. create a little conflict, and then resolve it.
0: Are you saying that uh, this isn't like a an in-one-night move that you, you know, should come back on a, on another night?
2: Yeah, I would say maybe you need to kind of establish yourself maybe more than once, build a rapport.
1: This is somewhat of a long con is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, just so that, just so that the person gets to know you and you're not just a stranger. By that point, you're not a stranger anymore. She knows who you are. She's waited on you a couple times now or talked to you before.
1: Um, I want to ask both of you... Uh, is there a move, is there something, when do you, do you make like an ice breaking thing where you've been talking to this waitress and you have like a rapport and then you like start fishing for favorite bands and favorite places to go or do you just wait for your opportunity?
0: I think what Jeremy's trying to ask here is like how do you actually, when the moment comes to cross the line, uh, you know, what do you think is a good way to do that? When you're actually gonna, you know, maybe like ask the person out or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Like what's the actual, what's the move?
2: I would say just a very casual kind of, hey, you know, acknowledge, like acknowledging that you're in this service setting by saying something like, maybe we should go get a drink somewhere else, not at the place you work sometime, and just make it really casual, not, don't, you know, put any pressure on it, just totally act like, you know, hey, here's an idea, and then maybe that would be a good way of doing it.
0: Interesting, Adam. It's why
3: this is such an expert move because in this conversational time, while she's carrying drinks back and forth, or he's carrying drinks back and forth, you have to create some sort of necessity to go somewhere, like a concert, a band, or this or that, and you have to get that information from her. Uh-huh.
0: So you have to have some shit to do.
3: Yeah, you need to be like, "So, I have tickets to the Ladytron on Sunday night. Like, let's roll."
2: Yeah, but if you haven't talked about anything like that until that point, it just comes off as, like, totally out of the blue and weird. Yes. So you you have to kind of establish a bond.
0: This is a complex maneuver.
2: Yeah.
3: A complex maneuver.
0: Experts only need to (laughs) apply.
3: I mean, and also why it gets so complex is that you're drinking at the same time, so your chances in your head start getting mathematically (laughs) greater. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a question time. for you guys now.
0: Okay, yeah, that's not really how the show works, but
3: I I'd like to field this question. You'll
0: allow it? All right, go for it.
3: You guys obviously came up with this concept, and being from the other side of the bar now, why is it that people become you know that they decide to go to a bar and like obviously you're going to meet people on the bar or whatever and like hope to meet uh, someone that they decide that out of everyone in the fucking bar, the girl serving you drinks in the black apron is like the one and you become obsessed with her because it happens all the time. And there's something like a status thing going on.
0: I don't know what it is.
1: I think think Jeremy's
0: gonna feel this uh, one because.
1: Because of, uh, you know, it's uh, I think it it goes down with just being a dude in general. I mean, a girl like smiles at you, touches your arm as she walks away immediately your mind is racing. She must love me. She wants a picket fence. Oh, my God, I'm going to buy her a fucking, like, minivan. You know, your mind, and then, you know, you add, you add a Jack Daniels or six onto that, and then, you know, you're ready to get down you on one knee, you know? And so I think that's the move.
2: I mean, also, you're getting attention from this girl, no matter what the motive. And is. drinks or food. And so I'm sure that makes, yeah, exactly. So
1: It's true. It's a dicey. It's dicey all around. It's a tough racket. I was in sales. Uh
0: all right. Well, you know, I think uh I think it, it might be time to wrap it up. I think we covered a lot of good ground. Is there anything that we're missing out on leaving out? Any parting words?
3: Any parting words. I would say that any advice to your listeners that take it like this. All waitresses want your money.
0: Uh Jenny?
2: I was trying to think of if any of my friends or anyone I knew had met their significant other in a bar, and I couldn't think of anybody, so I think that's something to think about.
1: I think that's true.
0: I think those are all valid points. Um, all right. Well, we'd like to thank you both for being on the show. Thanks, Jenny.
2: Thank you, guys.
0: And thank you, Adam. All right, guys, take it easy.
2: Real talk.
0: So yeah, you you know heard it straight from the uh, straight from the source.
1: That's right. There? That's, Live and direct. That's how to do it. It's like a living, um, walking Wikipedia. These two. That's right.
0: That's right. Uh, so just keep in mind, folks out there, that this is a, it's a fairly advanced maneuver. So very difficult. You know, be careful one. out there. Um, but remember,
1: fortune favors the bold. It does. It does. See You've who heard, dares yes. wins. You've heard See the pro the tips day. here.
0: The day. And maybe we should take a second to say, you know, to the uh, you know, servers and bartenders, waiters, waitresses,
1: people out there. Uh, you know, keep an open mind. That's true. That's true. Like, you know, I mean, you know, maybe this person is later, but maybe they aren't. I mean, you know, just see what's going it. on. Think about it. Uh, yeah.
0: All right. Now, uh, I think now is probably a good moment to talk about uh, something that we like to call, for lack of a better
1: term, midweek partying. Midweek partying. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it's right away before uh, the eyes roll. I just want to tack this uh, head on uh midweek partying I'm sure to you sounds like being so drunk on a Tuesday night that you can't drive to work Wednesday morning that is not what we are saying at midweek partying that that's, can happen that's that's, that's only on scale I mean you could get there but no that's it's not, not hard no. Work. we are talking about uh being in an environment uh where that thing could happen you know because it's called a uh, be, being in a party willing spirit it's, it's just loot. leaving
0: the door open for you know something more interesting than your usual tuesday night
1: to happen definitely yeah. definitely yeah. and a big part of that is uh breaking i think something we've discussed earlier the kind of breaking the cycle the cycle now let's talk first about
0: like um mm-hmm. the the normal way of doing things like you you get off work yes and then we're talking about during the week you get off work uh you go home you know presumably you eat dinner uh you probably want watch your stories Yes, uh, you brush your teeth, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, and you go to work, and you, you do it again. You know That's what we call the cycle. And uh, you know, you do that five days in a row. I mean that's, I'd say that's like sort of the norm.
1: Yeah, right? yeah. I mean I think, I think it's uh, you know, the culture of the weekend warrior. I mean, you've got these five days of hell, and then all your hopes and dreams are put into a 48-hour period. On Saturday and sunday when when just every like it's gonna you're gonna have so much you're gonna have five days worth of fun in these two days because right, you have to right. it's the weekend, and that 's the way you like balance your life, yeah, but it doesn't have to be like that it doesn't you can spread that around spread so around. Um,
0: so what are we talking about here?
1: I think what we're talking about basically is uh you leave work, you go to your house, you eat maybe with friends maybe by yourself, whatever, and then uh, it's like drink time, where are we going? what are we going to do you know, and you go somewhere and you Stay out for like an hour at least, you know, drinking with yeah. your friends uh, and, you know, just doing... Sort of decompress, you know, be out in the world. Exactly. That sort of thing. Kind of, you know, it's it's a... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you'll find when you come in the house that second time, the first one being from work. Right. Maybe you have even have work clothes that you have to wear that are different from your yeah. bar clothes. Um, in those clothes... You know, maybe you shower, maybe you don't. Uh, The whole deal, like like you just have to get ready. Then you're out. That second time, that second time when you come through the door, you know you've just been out with your friends, having a great time. You know what I mean? You're you're feeling great, and you walk inside, chill out for a minute, and then you you know you feel like you've done something. Yeah, you feel like today was a good day. I I lived a little bit today. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're talking about. Of course.
0: So all right, um like
1: what are some places you know what kind of a what kind of a place is good to do a little uh midweek party well, i mean midweek partying really it's just it's your neighborhood bar you know i mean for us that happens to be like El prado or uh you know Shortstop, Shortstop little, Stop, joy, little joy, gold joy gold room i mean these are our bar the, our bar uh uh these are i mean and then the, but then of course the list goes on i mean bars that are good for that depending on where you live i mean the roost uh, uh Natwater is fucking stellar. You know, like, I mean, you tell me Tuesday night, 1045, I'm at the Roost drinking, like, a Jameson, like, at the bar. Eating a little popcorn? Seriously, like, I am down, you know? Uh, it's great, you know, like, there's there's bars like that all over town. Uh,
0: yeah. uh We were talking about in Hollywood, you know, you got places like, you know, the bar, uh, Cat and Fiddle. Ken Cat and Fiddle. They a couple of rounds of darts. That's Definitely.
1: Good you. Um, uh, you know, Powerhouse to go inside, and same thing, a little dart time. Loud. Do they have darts there?
0: Yeah. Weird. Um... Coaching horses. If you want to drink in complete darkness,
1: that's true. It's true. It's a good spot. It's a good spot. If you happen to live uh, out west uh, yeah. over that direction, uh, coaching horses, and even more westerly, uh, I feel like uh, Mandrake, uh, oh, down Mandrake, in Culver. Right, right. You know, it's a it's a good spot. But I mean, these and one thing you'll notice at all these spots is that these, you know, I mean, this is a spot that's basically doing the same shtick all the time. Like there don't there's there's you don't have to. Th- you don't have to think of what's going on before you walk right, in. The like, story. Oh, which theme night is exactly? You open the door and, and you know Cowboy exactly. Hat. Yeah, you know what what everything is, what to expect, how much it is, who's there, and you know the spot. where Everybody knows your name. Yeah,
0: not going to be a line. No line. No. At least until we get to. I feel like we should talk about Thursday because that's sort of the, sort of the tipping point, where the week starts to become at least for a lot of people, uh, starts to become
1: the weekend. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, uh, I think people being out either just out later on a Thursday. I mean, and you notice it, like I mean, if you're out on a Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, then Friday, Saturday, uh, and that's basically every day, but Sunday night, you stay on Sunday night. Um, you'll notice that like, there's a sm- like a dedicated group of people who are out during the week. Mm-hmm. It's smaller, but because they're out during the week, they, they're, they're, they're out there and they're, they're going for they're committed. it. They're definitely committed. And there's, it's there. Um, once you get to Thursday, though, you start to get spillover into Weekend Warrior, you know, like, um, and that's just a gross generalization for one particular type, just people in general who just, like, wouldn't consider getting a drink on a Tuesday or Monday. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, like, Thursday, I feel, is, you know, probably, like you like you were saying, closely associated with the weekend. But um, uh, I think, you know, we can mention um, just uh, some of the things, like, if you talk about Berrigans on a Wednesday or Cha-Cha on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, I mean, these are spots that, on weekday nights, a might have lines, you know. Uh, Ch- uh, Baragon doesn't let anybody in after eleven, you know. Yeah, so that it's that place a little bit is, of a scene. It's definitely a little bit of a scene, you know. Um. Uh. But I mean, like, it's these are what's a, these are there are things that are available during the week. So midweek right. partying, you know, go to your neighborhood bar, uh, have a beer with some friends, um, you know, play some darts, you know, do whatever, yeah. you know. Also, I think, uh, you know that those weekday weeknights, I should say,
0: that's a good time to like get to sort of. Get on your way to being a regular at a place
1: oh definitely that's you know, that, that you're right, that is key because I mean yeah yes, yes definitely I mean that is i mean we've we've flirted with being regulars at a few spots, I mm-hmm. feel, um, kind of a, a, a knocking on the door, and I feel like you're right it's it's not so much what you do or blah 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 or who you know, so much as just if you come in there with any frequency yeah that you, know, you just start to recognize each other and, and those initial kind of little walls of like servers are broken down. They don't ask you for the ID, you know, like you just like you, the person kind of knows what you're drinking, yep. you know, it's, you know, it's just. Everybody uh, knows your name. Everybody does know your name. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good spot.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's a little bit about midweek partying. So, you know, real talk audience, you know, hopefully we'll see you out there. Definitely. All right, I think, uh, you know, unless you have anything, that's going to be probably wrapping it up for Real Talk 6? Real Talk 6, I think, is concluded, sir. All right, so until next time, until Real Talk 7. Until Real Talk 7. Hang in there.
3: That's Real Talk.